Welcome into another edition of Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Yale, Alabama. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. This is Tide Pods. That's the channel. I am right. I've got C. Dunaway over in the corner. Is it? T- it's Roll Tide Pods. Okay. You dicked up on something the other day on the War Eagle or whatever the other. We got too many channels. Not enough channels. We've got too many channels at one time. Um, This is funny because this looks like a Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. It's got the volunteer, but I'm looking at Dunaway right now, and he's got the uh, creamsicle. You guys are both Bucks fans. We're bringing that back out this year. I wonder if this is this is telling that we record here on a Monday and the Bucks host the Eagles tonight. I don't. my, My hopes aren't high. Are they not? No. Hey, you're, you're, you're undefeated right now with Baker. Yeah. So uh, this is where we talk Bama and we talk bourbon. And uh, this is a bourbon I've never had, Pinhook. We'll give you the background on them in a little bit. It's brought to you by MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag. Uh, sign up and get you an account right now. They're giving 110% back. So Can't beat that. put 100 bucks down, you get $110 right there in your account. Put in that promo code next round, MyBookie.ag. Um, okay, a win's a win, right? I mean, when you've got Ole Miss coming in town, you're a seven-point favorite. The offense looked really bad in the first half, but the defense played lights out in the second half. Alabama uh, outscores them 18-3 in the second half, and uh, they beat a ranked team. Look, it was it was about as bad at Alabama football as I have seen in the first half from, from a Nick Saban team. And, then, and we don't have a ton to, to judge from given how successful they've been, but they were bad. Tons of penalties. Touchdowns taken off the board. Uh, although that was in the second half. But, you know, the, the debacle on first and goal, um, and it was bad. But they they showed me something in terms of toughness um, because it would have been easy just to, the way this season has gone for them to pack it in. But, man, they had three consecutive plays. I asked Coach Saban this after the game. Jalen throws a touchdown pass, gets lit up. Yep. But he steps into the throw. Ty then has to come in the game because Jalen got hurt and he had to sit out of play. Ty runs through a face mask after a bobbled snap for a two-point conversion. And then Jam Miller, even though he got booted for it, blows the guy up on the kick turn. Those were back-to-back-to-back plays. I think that set the tone for the rest of the game. Well, you know, we were talking about this earlier on the next round, that outside of that fourth quarter against Texas, this Alabama defense been lights out. They've been great. And, you know, you hope that Deontay Lawson isn't out too long. Yeah, what is um, the uh, latest? You know, you he's, know. he's day-to-day, Coach Saban said. He's got a high ankle, I think it is. But, you know, uh, Kendrick Blackshear came in. I thought he played pretty well. I think Jihad Campbell is really coming into his own. you got Trez Marshall with all that experience from Georgia. It just becomes, if, if Deontay can't go, who's calling the defense? Because right now, and I don't know if it's just that Deontay Lawson, I, I think he's the best they've had at inside linebacker in a long time. Well, it's, I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, that's a guy that, you know, if you're just a casual fan, you didn't know really anything about him coming into this season, and he is. He's, he's great. great. Mobile Christian, Ronnie Cottrell was his head coach down there, but Look, I don't know, and I don't want to besmirch uh, Pete Golden, but the inside linebacker play is noticeably better this year. And it hasn't been this good in a long time. So you hope that the Deontay Lawson injury doesn't sideline him too long. Well, and, I mean, the fact is, this Ole Miss, I don't know what to think about Ole Miss overall. Another test this weekend as they host LSU. But what I had seen is this LSU offense is pretty good. And to be able to hold them – you know, to uh, to, to three half uh, second half points. I mean, yeah. that's more than impressive. Oh, they were they were phenomenal, and they got after the quarterback. You know, I saw some. Now I know they gave up a fourth and twenty third there in the fourth quarter, and that was just a great throw. But when it became a fourth down again, it was shades of Jeremy Pruitt. 
I'm blitzing your ass right up the middle. I'm going to bring, bring more than, than they can protect, and you knock them down. And he had to throw the ball short. He didn't have time for that route to develop. So I like the aggressiveness of this Alabama defense. With Aaron Tuttles from Yale, Alabama, I'm Lance Tuttles from the next round. This is Bama and Bourbon. We are drinking Pinhook. Yeah. I continue to turn this around because I've never seen it before. It's got a horse on it. It's got a horseshoe. I like that. That's good luck, right? Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? It's aged for more than three years. I'll give you a little back yeah. background as you soak it in there. The 2022 vintage of the flagship bourbon showcases an inviting nose of baked peaches. Love peaches. Orange blossom, clove, honey, all great flavors. Transition to the harmonious palette of vanilla bean, toasted almond, cinnamon, and butterscotch. Everything sounds great. The packaging is very unique. It's a little lighter than you think. It kind of looks like wine at at first glance. But one question I have is it's got the horse name here. It's Bourbondini. Horse size is 16.1 hands. I didn't know that's how they measured horses by hands. I don't know what that well, means. Well, they don't even have hands. They've got but hooves. You think it's you think every bottle is a different is dedicated to a different horse and has a different horse name, or is this just their Wait, what's yours name? Bourbondini. Yeah, mine's Bourbondini too. But it says a horse size sixteen point one hands. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just Bourbondini. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean it's uh it drink. Yeah. It drink good. Get the job done. Yeah. Um but again, unique. I love the wax packaging. You know, going back to the old Maker's Day, Knob Creek. I always love that. You know, I did the Maker's Wax thing. You told me that. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It is. So how many, like, so last week Jack Daniels gave us customized bottles. Yeah. Do you have a lot of customized bottles? I do. I've, I've probably got 20. You know, I've got more comments from people who are, I won't call them bourbon snobs, but they're like, so you put. Jack Daniels isn't a bourbon. Whiskey. Yeah, like Jack Daniels <laughs> is a whiskey, but I'm like, it's the name of the show, guys. Just, yeah. just roll right. with it. Right. We, we do have. Um, we go back and forth with both yeah. sometimes. It's just the name of the show. We like If it's whiskey, if it's bourbon, if it drinks, we'll drink it. Um, so Ole Miss, Quinchon Judkins, I don't know what's going on. I mean, he only gets 13 touches. He's banged up. He, he's got to be banged up. But, you yeah. know, there were times where he looked really good in that game. And I'm just surprised he didn't get more opportunities. I mean, Ole Miss, 56 yards on the ground, averaging yeah. less than two yards a carry. Again, back to that Alabama defense. They look great. But I don't know what to think about Ole Miss moving forward. Again, big test this week with LSU. Yeah. Where are you on Ole Miss? I like them. Obviously, what they've done with that offense is impressive. Alabama, I think we can't discount the, how good their defense is. But I think so much of it starts with Lane. You know, I was listening to one of you guys' podcasts. I, I like Tyler Siski a lot, what he had to say about Lane last week. He knows Lane. He knows the people in Alabama building. Lane's got to grow up at some point. You got to, man. And yeah. I think it only hurts his team. Like, in, 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 And I, I don't know why people, like, if you're win- if that's your style of winning and you're winning at a high level, okay. Like, Dion, ultimately, you're going to get used to his style if you're a Colorado fan because he's going to ultimately win. But Tyler actually sent me a text on Saturday, and he said, do you realize, and I don't know if you heard this yet, this is crazy, though, because Lane Kiffin is, uh, I think he's in top ten salary still. In college, uh, he, college yeah, because he, he used the Auburn job to, yeah. to um, build it. But with teams that end the regular season with nine or more wins, in his coaching head coaching career, going back to USC, Uh-oh. he's 1-20 wow. versus teams with nine-plus wins. You know, I thought Neil McCreese summed it up pretty good last year. He, he said how much that, that Lane sort of pushes all in for Alabama, and then last year they fell apart. They, when did. they didn't win. I and thought a lot of that was Auburn too, though. Probably. I just think he he he's made it so personal with Alabama. I think his team reads into that. I'm I'm curious to see how they how they respond after this. But you know, go going poking Nick Saban is just not a good idea. It's not a good idea. And I love when people are called out and they respond. And Dallas Turner seems like one of those guys. Ooh. You know, 
people were like, he wasn't as good as he should have been last year when you had Will Anderson on the other mm-hmm. side. And then early on, he wasn't good. And then the last couple of games, four and a half sacks. Yeah. So he's he's been in not only the sacks, but you, you've heard 41's name called a lot. Yeah, and, you know, uh, 15 Dallas and 41 Braswell, they've played well. Yeah, and I want to qualify when I say he didn't play well last year because I, I always, always want to be fair to the player. I don't know what their assignments are. Sometimes he's – I don't know if he's – play the run or if he's dropping back I, I just know we he didn't have the season we expected maybe that's why Nick Saban hates expectations so much but he has been on fire these last two weeks there was a play Saturday against Old Miss there was two holding calls on Old Miss during the play and Dallas still got the sack so he leads the SEC in sacks I don't know if you know that he's got four and a half and Braswell is tied for third with three and a half. So that, yeah. that pass rush is getting after that. Well, like five sacks Saturday against Ole Miss. Ole Miss got a very mobile quarterback in Jackson Dart. Now, on the other side, as good as Alabama looked defensively, the offense, it's still a question mark. Yeah. Ole Miss had four sacks. Alabama averaged less than three yards a carry. Um, I thought Jace played a good game. Milro in the second half played a good game. I mean, there's no excuse from first and goal with the one. And to have an implosion like that. Uh, to have the read he had in the end zone, yeah. you the know, snap. I mean, there's there's a lot of things you could you could be critical of offensively for Alabama. It's and I think you're going to see more of that as the season continues. Like you cannot hang your hat on this offense. There are things that they're going to do well, and there are times they're going to play well, and then they're going to do things that make you scratch your head. I was sitting next to an Alabama staffer right after Jacory Brooks blocked that punt. And I said they're golden as long as they don't go from the shotgun. And, and sure what enough, do they do? And you got a 220 pound quarterback. I do not understand. And someone said, well, yeah, but that's not their offense. I don't care what your offense yeah, is. Yeah, Get them sh- under center. Short distance situations, and we brought this up on the next round too, and I think a lot of people have brought this up. But you saw what Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, that quarterback sneak was unstoppable. Literally, it was 100% so last year. They're thinking about outlawing the play for yeah. the NFL. So why would you not do that when you've got the same type, know. at least skill set? Obviously, he's not nearly as good as Jalen Hurts, but physicality – I mean, you've got that type of quarterback, and this doesn't make sense at all. And what happened to the Alabama jumbo package? And I'm not talking about the, the Shula jumbo package. I'm talking about bringing in Deron Payne as a, as a lead fullback. I'm talking about bringing in the year. He moved him to Kendall, Kendall Randolph, who was a tight end, but he was an offensive tackle, putting him in the backfield. What happened to the beef and just overpowering people? They did that in the second half now that they did it you know, out of the shotgun. But I thought that attitude and the toughness, and it was good to see Tyler Bucker win SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week. That's got to translate. And I thought, you know, I, I, I do think them pulling Caden Proctor, I think that's going to – I think that sent a little spark in him. So we'll see if it translates. This, this is Bama and Bourbon with Aaron Suttles from Alabama. I'm Lance Toto from the next round. Like and subscribe. Roll Tide Pods. That's what it is on. Like and subscribe. And we are drinking again with the horse, the pinhook, intended for everyday drinking. <laughs> I love how they do that. Everyday drinking. Yeah. Not weekends. Not mm-hmm. once a week. Everyday drinking, Pinhook's continuously available flagship bourbon, great in cocktails, or as a straight pour. They blend uh, and proof to make the best, not necessarily the same whiskey every single time. Each year's vintage features slight variations that capture the unique attributes of every barrel that is Pinhook. Tell us about Yay Alabama. How can people get involved? Brought up again the point today to Joel Klatt that... Auburn's quarterback situation is one of the worst I've seen since watching uh, college football. It's the worst in the SEC, in my opinion. Alabama's quarterback situation, at least you can be optimistic about it. But you look at teams like Washington State with Cam Ward, Kansas with Jalen Daniels, Duke with Riley Leonard. They've got quality quarterbacks, and all it takes is a little money. It does, and and that's what we're here for. And 
let's call it what in today's college football you have to have a war chest, and that's what Yale Alabama is uh, striving to build. Not just for football. Obviously, football has got to be healthy, and they're going to be number one every hundred times out of a hundred. But it's across the board. We want to be. We want to have the best athletic programs in the country, regardless of sport. But yeah, there was. A, I won't say his name because I don't know if I'll get in trouble for it. But there was a five-star quarterback on the sideline Saturday, and you know, for Alabama to get that type of player, they don't need to set the market. But they need to be competitive. And to be competitive, yeah, Alabama's got to be healthy. Yeah, look, and I I really believe that a quarterback, because when we brought that up to Joel Clyde, he said if Alabama had Cam Ward, a quarterback that started his career at Incarnate Word, he said Alabama, to me, would be by far the best team in college football, oh. and they would win a national championship. And that's just – that's got to be hard to stomach if you're an Alabama fan knowing that – a Kid like that's probably going to go nine and three and have a really nice year yeah. and go to a Holiday Bowl or something, but that could be the difference in winning a national championship. So to me, those kind of quarterbacks are worth millions of dollars. They are, and look, I will agree with that to an extent. Offensive line's got to get better. Oh yeah, and I'll wear this one because I came to you guys' show early in the summer and said I thought this was going to be the most talented group on the team, and they have not played up to their potential. I think they've showed signs of it, but they have allowed too many sacks, too many negative. Boy, the Alabama had ten negative plays in the first half against Ole Miss, so uh, they got to be more consistent. It starts up front. Okay, uh, I, I'm excited about this because I'm actually going to Auburn for Georgia. There you so go. So I'm going to get down there, 11 o'clock, watch USC in Colorado, go to the game, leave directly after the game, and hopefully be on the couch with a bourbon for um, 8 o'clock kick. I know it sucks for you having to go to Starkville at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. It's such a weird kick time. I like the later games because I'm up all night on Saturdays anyway. Um, This is interesting for Mississippi State from this perspective. The offense was so bad, it was completely night and day. from, And we knew it was going to be a different offense than what you saw Mike Leach run. But Will Rogers really looked lost against LSU. And he got back in his comfort zone. He slung it around 48 times and threw for 487 yards and – you know, that was a game that was back and forth, and South Carolina ultimately wins that game by seven. But I thought Mississippi State's offense at least looked like an offense that could scare somebody after watching them Saturday. I don't know what they've got for Alabama. Will Rogers has looked awful against Alabama's defense over the last three years. Yeah. But what are you expecting Saturday night in Starkville? You know, they took a garbage-time touchdown last year to, for, for Mike Leach to rest in peace to, to break that. He hadn't, he hadn't scored a touchdown versus Nick Saban. Like, they had a garbage-time one that at the very end of the game. So, I expect the Alabama defense to play well. The secondary's great. Terry and Arnold is playing well. Yeah, it was way, funny. Did you hear Lane Kiffin? His apparently, Lane was talking junk to Terry. Well, yeah, I, and, well, so this is, and Lane is calculating all this stuff he does. But I, we pointed it out on his post-game presser where he talked about Malachi Moore was great. Kool-Aid was great. And he was like, and that number eight kid. No. he He's poking. There's something there behind the scenes. Terry and was not happy with an opposing coach talking to him. I, I know that. But he's playing great. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid, he, he didn't make the interception. He ran the damn route for the receiver. Yeah. He's he's playing phenomenal football. Caleb Downs, you can see him grow every week. Malachi is what he is. It's a good secondary, but they'll be tested on Saturday. Yeah. So is your biggest, and not necessarily fear, but when you just look at the different levels of the defense, is it – up front for Alabama, yeah. the biggest question mark right I, now. Because I, you talk about the inside linebackers, yeah. if Deontay is healthy, obviously what you get on the edges. Great. You look, I think it's pass rush. 
they got after the quarterback Saturday and look how well the defense did. Yeah. When they did not get after the quarterback versus Texas, Texas puts up 34. Now, the offense put them in bad spots all night. But when they get pressure, this is a hellacious defense. So this Alabama number is – I've seen it 12 and a half. I've seen it up to 14 and a half. It's going to be around two touchdowns. Who do you like in this one? I mean, Alabama seems like they might be a little flat, a lot I of emotion. That's, that's why I'm worried. Is this team mature enough to handle success? This, that's why I would not be surprised because he didn't do it today. Watch that Wednesday press conference. I think Nick Saban is, wants to reestablish, just resetting that clock of, hey, we got to take this game serious. I would not be surprised if we got our Nick Saban rant on Wednesday. Uh, Bama and Bourbon is always presented by our friends at the Beverage Place Pink Package. Uh, these people, they open early. They close late. They've got uh, bourbons, all types of bourbons, Ben Hook there, uh, mixers, ice, lemons, limes, anything you need. For your, uh, your tailgate Saturdays and Sundays, they've got it at the Beverage Place and Pink Packets. Um, 8 o'clock game, yeah. you like Mississippi State. This is one of those games I cannot pick to save my life. Absolutely. You said it was 12 and a half? Yeah, every year if I take Mississippi State, they get beat by 45. Yeah. If I take Alabama, Mississippi State keeps it close. <laughs> I, that, that's a big number. And given how this team has been, I would take, I would take those points just because I just don't know if Alabama's – mature enough to handle cut that second half performance but if they do look there's not a i know everyone's down in alabama there's not a game on that schedule they can't win yeah i think a&m's the most challenging the one remaining there's quite a few they can lose though absolutely that's the thing with that's so maddening about this team and it starts with the offense but if they start to get some confidence together i think they may may have found something saturday in the second half and if they continue playing that way they're gonna be tough to beat Pick up a bottle of Pinhook. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back. We'll be talking Alabama and Mississippi State. And Alabama will be getting ready for after that. Is it A&M? A&M. A&M. Then Arkansas. Boy, schedule. Home, Season's flying by. I know. It's crazy. Yay, Alabama's Aaron Suttles. Special thanks. Beverage Place. Uh, Pink Package. Pinhook. Our friends at mybookie.ag. Remember, use that promo code next round, and you're going to secure that bonus 110%. So you put in a thousand bucks, you're going to get 1,100 back. It's that simple. Put in promo code next round. Like and subscribe. Roll Tide Pods. It is Bama and Bourbon.